Well, hello there, everybody. Uh, this is Steph. I'm here with my pals, Eric and Sarah. We are real late today. Sorry about that. It's a little bit me. It's a little bit tech. It's like every week, though. I don't know. It's sort of like that person who says it's traffic every single week. Like if it's issues every single week, like, is it really the traffic? I think it's really just me. But anyway, we're here and we've got a really interesting topic today because this is going to be one that's going to have like a list of actionable steps you can take by the end. What we're talking about is when you inherit a website or take over a website or agree to do some work on a website that you did not build. This happens. It happens a lot. Uh, Eric just said it happened to him twice yesterday. So this is a thing we do. And so let's dive in. We're going to share our top tips for how to handle this situation to avoid crashing your ship into the iceberg under the surface. Uh, uh, let's start with our intros. Eric, do you want to kick us off? All right. Hello, everybody. Uh, greetings from El Salvador. Uh, so good to be on here uh, this evening. Uh, you may hear a little background noise. My family is very excited that the new season of, um, I think it's Our Planet, is out with David Attenborough. He's the narrator, wow. and so they are they're binge watching that today for 4th of July. So um, yeah, so very excited to be here. This does happen uh, a good bit. Um, happened yesterday with In Transit Studios. Uh, one client, two websites, uh, but uh, yeah, so it, it does happen a lot. So uh, like I just said, with In Transit Studios, that's the um, web design and digital marketing agency that I own and operate, uh, but to help, specifically web designers, I actually have a resource for you uh, at finallyleads.com where I focus on lead gen because every dollar you're ever going to make will start from a lead. And so if you need help with lead gen, that's where you can head. Hey guys, Sarah Oates here from Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. I'm feeling a little dusty today. It took me a little while to get to sleep last night. It is 7, well now 7.20 a.m. in the morning <laughs> in Australia, well in Canberra, which is where I am based from. And Tuesday nights, just for a little background for you, Tuesday nights I do karate with my family, which is a lot of fun. We started doing that last year and I'm really enjoying karate except it goes really late on a Tuesday night and so I get home and I'm all like awake from that and then I try to go to sleep and then get up really early for Divi chat so I'm very excited to be here now that my coffee is starting to kick in. I'm noticing in the chat we've already got a few people here which is exciting people saying that they're not normally able to be here and I can see that Black Jays is saying good morning watching at one time speed for once. I don't know how you watch it any faster than that. My goodness me. I uh, I can't imagine my voice going any faster than it already currently does. So <laughs> good luck with that. Sarah and I do talk kind of fast. I listen to everything at like sped up speed. So don't, don't really? you? Really? Like audiobooks? And... Oh, I can't oh, yeah. handle it. No, no I tried it's... to, I tried to do something the other day where they were talking a bit small, uh, a bit slow, but then at <laughs> sped up, it was like too fast. I just, I don't know. I think I'm just used to one time speed. Or maybe you just don't have ADD. Like that could be it too. Possibly. <laughs> that could be. I I can't imagine listening to something at just 1x speed. When oh, I have it's, the tor option it's torture, isn't it? To, oh, yeah, really? 
yeah. And the worst was when we used to have like a, a yard to mow. Um, and, you know, I'd spend, a, a, you know, a solid hour and a half, two hours listening to things at high speed. I'd walk in the house and I would just be talking really fast. So I'd come in and go, hey, what is the yard all done? You know, da, 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 da. And Marissa would look at me and go, whoa, you need to slow down. Slow it down. Sarah, here's a top tip for speeding, yeah. for listening faster. Hit me. You got to slowly ramp up the speed. If you jump from yeah. like regular speed to like 2x, you, it'll be like your brain will short circuit. But if what I go like... Yeah, if it's especially if it's like a normal like people like us that talk fairly fast anyway, yeah. you got to go to like one point one. Then when you that starts See, to sound I normal, then go I, to like one point two, and then like yeah. one point two five is like a sweet spot. I think they have to be sort of slow talkers for me to go to one point five. But I think yeah. whatever I tried, it like only had a big ramp up. There was no like one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hate it when they like... granular. Yeah, Danny Green is here in the house. Welcome. We haven't seen you in a while. Good morning to you in Australia as well. And she said anything sped up, she needs subtitles. That's smart. Yeah. I like that. Come on. You Except guys then you've got to actually watch it. I, I'm yeah. not just a the... listen only person. Yeah. So uh, anyway, my name is Stephanie Hudson. I run a company called Focus WP, which you can learn more about at focuswp.co. And the reason you're going to want to do that is because we help people like you. We help agencies to take some of the pressure off. If you are the one wearing all the hats, we'll help you to delegate to your new instant team and get some of that off your plate so that you can do the actual business stuff about your business. You know what I mean? And start growing your business. Uh, also come join us in our Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz, where we have a great bunch of folks there. We meet on Thursday nights uh, at Divi Chat O'Clock and we hang out and uh sometimes have a topic sometimes not and we it's like a we call it mental health for web developers kind of you feel like you need to find a tribe you may have found it already come on anyway okay so we are going to talk about taking on a site that you didn't build and when when we bring this up uh there's there's a few particular areas that could be problematic here and without going into like our lists and our solutions yet maybe um one of you sarah i don't know if you're up to it do you want to give us mm -hmm. like an overview of why this is an important discussion to have yeah not really sure. a definition but you know like kind of well i mean yeah kind of so sometimes you'll get a new client but they already have a website so sometimes they don't and they're brand new they're a new business and you're starting fresh and then you're kind of good to go right because you can you can build it in staging however you want or build it coming soon or whatever but if somebody already has a website then the te the technical side of making sure that nothing changes for them is important because yeah you can move the website but lots of things can go wrong in that process you could move the website and not realize all of their email is attached to their current hosting and you don't move the email over like that's a big issue or you might not check on the dns and all of a sudden you kill their website when you move their domain name or it's giving you know, me anxiety just hearing you talk about these things yeah there's a range of things that are really really important if it's an e-commerce website how it gets moved is really important so they don't lose sales in the process so there are all sorts of things that we're going to talk through and the main idea is you want to be able to take control of their website in a way that 
doesn't cause any issues to their current website being able to run on the internet. And that needs to happen in a special way. And you need to make sure you haven't missed anything so that for the client, they have a really good experience and they can feel like they can trust you, that you understand what you're doing, that you um, are going to look after them. And it's actually going to set up your relationship with them ongoing. If you muck this one up, sometimes it's almost the beginning of the end of the relationship with that person. So getting it right is important. It is. I like that point about uh, damaging the trust. That's not one we normally think about on this list, but it's so true. Uh, Eric, do you have anything to add as far as the um, like why this is something that uh, our listeners need to give some attention to? Well, because if you <laughs> if you go into this wrong, um, this is a really fast way to get yourself um, into a lot of trouble because with uh for example like a bad website build if you're starting from scratch building a website you've got a little bit of time where you're going to be building the relationship generally in my experience on a you know inheriting a website or taking a website over um there's generally a backstory as to why the person is really looking um and if you're not careful you're going to say yes to something very quickly and mm -hmm. then you're already into a recurring payment situation and maybe they cancel their other service and then suddenly you realize you can't handle the site you don't want to handle the site they don't want any they no longer want it to be handled by you but their old thing is service is canceled uh it, it can just cause all kinds of problems so it's one of those things that on the surface it sounds like super easy and very uh, attractive because it's like huh i get to put a website on my maintenance plan and i don't have to put the mm -hmm. time into building it i'm just gonna put it in there you know uh do a couple things bada boom bada bang monthly recurring revenue and in my experience, that's generally not the case. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, let me throw a scenario out there at you guys. Uh, this is one that we've all heard, I guarantee it. Somebody comes to you, is referred to you, whatever, whatever the path is, and um, they, they have something going on with their business, something that they need added to the site. Maybe it's not even difficult. And what's the story that we hear? Their previous dev ghosted them. Ghosted yeah and this is a thing that happens a lot devs ghost i don't know why uh this has a potential to be a great opportunity for you to come in and be a hero and to save the day but i will tell you one of these little tricky under the surface things we're going to be using this illustration of like an iceberg right that's like this beautiful glistening thing at the top of the water and then underneath it's like has the potential to like just wreck you <laughs> and sink you so it one of those like crags underneath is that uh that you need to use caution about is is it really the developer that that ghosted or is it possible that this is a super high maintenance red flag client so mm -hmm. that's that's one of those things that like i wanted to bring that sort of up first because that's before we even get to figuring out about the site that's something yeah. that is yeah. important to evaluate oh what is eric that's one of the on that's here? that's very second thing I wrote down on a list of things <laughs> I want to make sure to bring up was exactly that. Like, so yeah. Eric, share your share. I guarantee you, you've got like a framework for this. Eric is the king of framework. <laughs> what do you What do you do to try to determine is this really a bad dev or is this a red flag client? 
uh, get on a call. I mean, you, you have to get on a call, whether it's, you know, preferably Zoom, um, you know, in person would be best, but yeah, get get on a call. Um, I need to think, I don't have a framework, but maybe I should build one for put one together for this. <laughs> but just have lots of conversation. And again, just yeah. as if you were going to build the website, because the other thing that I've seen in this happen is this, their website isn't performing from a business perspective. So they think changing host is is a solution to this and so you really yeah. got to understand again what's the whole purpose of their website is it uh is this an online brochure that they're directing traffic to is yeah. this a website they need people or want people to find and they're thinking because because they don't know business owners don't know and so if a website's yeah. not performing well you know not ranking well well maybe that's what they're complaining to the dev about and the dev is just going yeah because your content you know sucks um you yeah. know and it's all these things and this person is going well i'm not getting the answer i want so i'm gonna jump jump ship so you got to have the conversation what what is the purpose of your website why did you why did you have it built um what's your favorite and what are what you hoping using? will change yeah. when you come yeah. to me yeah, yeah. and and point. explaining very clearly i i probably explain more to somebody's site we're inheriting like this, and I do somebody we're, we're building the site for, what's it like to work with us on our care plan? Expectations. Mm. You, you, some, you're going to email your request. We have an email. Um, I don't do it. It's going to be somebody on my team that you're going to be working with. Um, we have up to 24, or we have up to the end of the next business day to get back in touch with you. So if you think you're going to email at nine o'clock in the morning, have something done at 10 o'clock in the morning. No, it's just not good. We have until the, we have till the end of the next business day. Now, if your site is offline, something like that, but you know what, we're going to know that before you do. That's the thing I was saying. We're going to know before you do. Um, and so just very clearly setting those expectations of what it's like to work with you because yeah. nice. I've seen like they, a lot of people think, cause they have one website, you know, and, what's the big deal? I, this, I need this update on my website. Yeah. Well, we have a few hundred websites and you're on a list. So. Uh, so Sarah, what do you do to evaluate? It's really more evaluating the customer, the client than the... Well, there's a bit of both, right? Like, so evaluating the customer. Yeah. I'm going to get on a call with them and I'm going to ask them the questions of like, so why are you coming to me? Like, what's going on? Um, tell me a bit of the story. And yeah, usually that will give you some information. I mean, sometimes literally they have just been ghosted by their previous mm -hmm. developer yep. and they've emailed their developer and nothing's happened in like a week. Like, so getting that information, if they're just saying, oh my gosh, I emailed them. And then it takes them like till the next day to get back to me. Like that's <laughs> one thing, right? Yeah. But if they say, I've emailed them like three times, it's been weeks. I haven't heard anything. Well, then I'm going to go, okay, well, it's the dev in that case. And so let's work out what we can do. And I have got some great clients from that where, yeah. you know, they've had a horror story and I've been able to say to them, no worries, I will get that side moved over. Let's make those changes for you. I'm going to schedule them in in the next week. You send them all through. I'll get them done. And they're super happy. They're going to give you a five-star review on Google. Happy days. And you can kind you know, of tell a bit of that from the I'm first a meeting. I'm a, I'm a single lady of a certain age and this is a little bit like dating guys who have already been married before because it's mm -hmm. like they like was it you 
Or was it did she cheat on you or are you just a disaster and then you have to be like okay but maybe even if they were kind of a train wreck maybe now that they're with me they'll like <laughs> appreciate me so much compared to see like that's why like i i prefer not a widower because like crazy psycho ex-wife i got that beat every single day of the week but like de dead wife's tough i don't know so if their developer died yeah. i don't know if that's a good idea or not or if their developer is shutting down the business like yeah. that that is a common one you know someone's shutting down their business and yeah. that's the reason that, that they're moving in some ways they're the great clients because maybe they're not leaving because it's a big drama they're leaving because their dev is no longer running the business and they just they don't care where they are they just want to be somewhere and they don't want to have to think they, about it and like they they're like, a great will client. appreciate you so much if you are on top of everything and 100%. communicative and, and all that i think and, and going so with your eyes open right so yeah. someone tells you this dramatic story like oh they just yeah. they haven't got back to me in weeks blah 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 okay well maybe that's because they're an annoying client and the dev just got sick of them, right? And so the dev just got to this point of going, I can't even, ugh, I'm not replying to them. And so you kind of have to go in with your eyes open of going, okay, well, it does sound like it's the dev, but also maybe that yeah. does mean this is going to be a tricky client. And so maybe I just, you know, go in with my eyes open. But the other so thing that we haven't got to yet and I'm no doubt we will get to is you need to assess whether or not the website is something you can work with. We're headed there, but we're not there yeah. yet because I wanted to say one other. Oh, Eric, I think you had something to say on that. Did you? Um, um you I don't know. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, and it's, it's not always bad. Um, one of our <laughs> best mm. clients we inherited from Sarah, um, you know, and so uh -huh. she reached out and said, Hey, I just got this client. I, I don't, you know, um, I just didn't want to work like, with Americans anymore. He was like, as in, I, I sound bad. I didn't want to work with Americans anymore. I just, That's I racist. had had some issues and my insurance was telling me not to work with Americans and it was a great client, but I wanted them to yeah. be looked after. And so I yeah. sent them over to Eric. Yeah. So and that's we, that brings up a great with him, so. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. actually one of the things I was going to mention that if, if a person is not the right, you know, like if, if there were issues it could be a no fault game it could be like they're just not the right fit maybe that yeah. dev didn't have the right skill set to achieve their goals or maybe their personalities you know maybe it's one of those clients that wants to pick up the phone and give you a call and the dev is a super introverted person who can't deal with it. you know like whatever it is yeah. so you have to just really do your due diligence okay so then, wait, I, sorry, one, oh one, so one last thing. Sorry, okay, both of you. Yeah. Yeah. One last thing. If a if somebody reaches out to you though, and they say, I'm looking for somebody to take on my website, the person that's been doing it is is closing down shop. Whatever you do, that person that's closing down shop is your very next phone call because right. they may have a lot of other clients and don't mm -hmm. don't miss that. Be like, oh, who is that? You know, well, you know, we can we're gonna take care of this transition, you know, super simple. <laughs> What's their name? I'll just yeah. reach out to them for you and take, yeah, I'm calling say, I heard you're closing to how many clients? I'll give you five hundred dollars for all of them. Like, <laughs> so, Smart. Eric always thinking of the funny. I know, right? Side. Love it. <laughs> Okay, so um, now let's move on to the actual website. And um, I have a fairly simplified thing at uh, at Focus. We take on sites all the time. I mean, doing white label care plans is what one of our big service offerings. That's one of the main things we do. So 
I mean, every single week we're taking on sites that we didn't build. And so we have kind of a system and there, there are several steps to it. But when I do a kickoff call, which I, I don't really do them as much anymore, but um, I establish the principles of it. And I, and this, there's going to be a lot more things we talk about, but this is my little basic overview when I, when we bring on a site and get, again, it's not really flaky devs or clients who don't know how to explain it. This is people who are coming to offload stuff. So it's not just like a complete unknown, but, um, but you still get a whole lot of things. Sometimes it is like this site's a mess. I'll give it to them to to focus to do, (laughs) but, um, so when when we when I open up a site, I do a little screen recording and I go through the site and I analyze three areas, the themes, the plugins and the users. I go through all of the I jump to the themes first because it's so easy and I just recommend that they remove any inactive themes. I make sure if it's a premium theme that we've got a, a license for it, things like that. And if it's that if they have a child theme or not, all of that, I just kind of analyze all of that. That's super simple. Then we jump over to the users and we just check um, admin users only really is all I care about. And I give them some advice to like, I won't, I don't even touch that because I'm not messing with their people, but I'll say, you know, if you can eliminate any admin users, that's great. If not, like I can see right here that these people haven't even logged in in a year and a half. So let's hit them up and either reduce their access or remind them to change their password to update it. And, uh, and I just explained the little situation about that. And then the next is the plugins that takes a little bit more experience, knowledge, whatever, to go through a list of plugins because the, you know, it's just, there's just thousands and thousands of them, but you can go through and the things I do are make sure that, um, we recommend eliminating, or I mean, removing any inactive plugins. Um, I make sure that any premium plugins have a license. I um, keep an eye out for duplicate functionality. Like if they how have do you check if it has a license? Like, do you just ask them, "Hey, these ones are premium. Do you have the license for this, or does your dev? Or like, are you looking in the back end of the website to see that?" Uh, I'll look and see. It just depends on how they how it's set up. Like some of them, yeah. you can just go to the settings screen of that plugin, and it'll be like activated with a little check mark. But you know, it's just something for us to be alert to when we're going to be running updates, because yep. if it then expires, you know, we need to let them know that like we can do only do what we can do. We can't go. Yeah, right. So you're not in some ways, your situation is slightly different in that it is. you're not inheriting that site so much as like the dev might have the site. So I might be hiring you to like take on some of my clients, for example, and my client is using my licenses. And so therefore nothing's really changing. Like you can just see, is there an active license or is there not? Okay, great. Let's move on. But if I was inheriting that site, for example, and there's an active license, that doesn't mean that's going to stay active when I move it over. Because as soon as I move it over, it's going to make me reactivate. Uh, yeah, it depends license, whose for example. account depends who's account. Yeah. So I inherited a site and like the de- it was on the devs, everything. And so all of a sudden it was Elementor. We didn't have like any of the, cause Elementor has like 500 million plugins that you end up having. And so there was like Elementor pro and then like some other plugin that like was pro. And there was so many plugins that looked fine when you went into the back end of their website. But as soon as we moved it, we didn't have any of the licenses and the client was up for like, I don't know, $500 worth of licenses, which then brought up the discussion, well, did we just rebuild it in Divi? 
or are you willing to pay this annually because I don't have a license that you can have. So yeah, that's just one thing to consider in terms of checking if it's active. It it might be active, but that doesn't mean it's going to stay active. Exactly. Those are all great points. And I think, um, sorry, go ahead, Eric. Some plugins. So why are we talking about plugins? Some plugins. So like when we do an evaluation of, of a site, there are some plugins that we're just not going to use, um, you know, so like, we're going to look at forms, for example, and we're going to rebuild every form uh, using gravity forms, just because really, for example, when yes, because every, it just makes uh, support request you know, six months down the road, nine months down, it makes it so much faster and easier because every single website on our maintenance plan, it it's on gravity forms. And so it's really super simple. Somebody wants to know, can I do a form? Can I do this? We know exactly what we can do, what we can't do capabilities. We can grab a form and copy it and, and bring it over and things like that. So we have a handful of plugins that we're just like, we're going to have to, we're going to have to rebuild all your forms. And depending on the site, if it's, if it's one form, we're just going to do it. If there's some complicated forms, then we'll get into, hey, we can bring this over, but there's going to be this onboarding fee, the setup fee. Um, yeah. But that's one of the things we look uh, at when we look at the plugins. I think that's yeah. a re- really good idea. But I for, for our use case, and maybe for some others, like that's mm. work that might not be compensated and it might not you know if you're just gonna do maintenance for a client if it's just a super simple site and you know i just brought on a site two actually from a guy who it was a referral he their sites got hacked they had malware in them because they hadn't been being updated and he came to me and we cleaned them up and we started maintaining them and i have now gone on to of course sell him on top you know talk to him about doing Mm -hmm. some marketing and some other enhancements and stuff and he's like excited about it but he literally said I I didn't even come with any of this in mind. I just wanted you to just maintain it. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, it's potentially going to be a great client going forward. But like, sometimes you do land those where it really is just maintenance. So that's yeah. sort of the focus <laughs> situation, but, but it can happen in the wild as well. And um, so I wanted to mention one other thing about my plugin list. And we have a set of premium plugins that we include in all of our maintenance plans. So I run through and offer those. If they want to switch to Gravity, which we offer, uh, they have to pay us to tra- to transfer their forms over. We don't we yeah. do not do that for free. We, set, we do a lot of configuration on them. but And then I try to make sure that they hit a couple, um, like, uh, what's the right word like flagpole posts or something where it's like they have a security plugin they Mm -hmm. have an optimization plugin they have an image um smusher short pixel or whatever they've got um spam protection potentially maybe maybe not like i look for it though um what else uh and i check i do check their form plugin because if they aren't using a form plugin or if they are using something like that I've never heard of or whatever, you know, or if they're uh, or like, like on an outdated one, like yeah. if they're on Caldera, like old school Caldera, right? Yeah. And so, you know, then I just go back to them and make recommendations. And so Eric is approaching this differently. He's saying like, we're taking all of this on. I view it as I'm doing this as our analysis, our initial like onboarding and I'm going to go back to you, whether you're an agency that's white labeling with me or you're an end user, I'm going to do the exact, I do the exact same thing. I, and I come back with a whole list. I have like a whole, um, like 
canned email that I just copy and paste and move some stuff around a little bit depending. But basically like we just go back and say like, we really recommend this, um, this, here's the situation you choose, <laughs> you know, like uh, the last one I did had word fence and I themes installed. That's not yeah. good. But if you're just going to stick with the free ones, you can pick what you want. Like, I don't, that doesn't affect me or like they had Yoast and we have uh, Yoast free and I have, we offer, um, SEO press pro. Oh, SEO is the other one. I make sure they have. And you know, if they want to switch over to the premium one, but it's a whole different thing, we'll export and import. Um, but you know, that's, that's their decision, not mine, especially when it's a, when it's an agency, cause they can, you know, or if it's a client that's active and like using their site a lot and knows, you know, what some of that means or is used to that, you know, if they like the red light, green light situation, yep, that's fine. You know, I don't, I don't get too judgy or like, I don't, I try to not let my preferences for how I would build it in the first place to affect that. Um, then if we start getting into doing some more work on the site and really some more structural things or other projects ongoing, then I might have more of an input on it. But particularly if you're taking on a maintenance client, um, I, yeah, I just try to not disrupt it too much. Oh, I remembered the other one. Uh, make sure that they have some sort of email sendability thing connected yeah. with the forms and all that, but you know, either postmark or one of the SMTP plugins or something like that. That's one that's missing on a lot of sites. Yeah. Yeah. Which so, may so or for may us, not be an issue. Yeah. Well, for us, so we have the same kind of like we put, you know, we're going to put everybody into, you know, our same grid um, into our new, I don't know what we're using now. I've I, I know I was told we switched. I don't remember what we switched <laughs> to. Um, we were having a lot of issues with clean talk. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm so, having a lot of issues, so I'd be keen yeah. to hear what's happening. Yeah, I have to. I have to ask Peter. He he mentioned it in the last. He got he got. They were getting so many requests. He was just like, "This is, we're just getting." Too I have a love hate requests. relationship with Clean Talk. Mm -hmm. It's you really have to really refine it and like watch it because it can get too aggressive and then it can start it's blocking way too things. Aggressive. So many uh, times I've had if, clients lately. If people yeah, don't, it's just it seems like people, it's gotten really bad lately. Yeah. Well, I don't, I just am very cautious where I put it, but if they, um, if they're not getting tons of spam, like if they just need a little help yeah. with spam, you know, like they're just sick of getting some like goofy emails coming through or whatever, then I, I just have a, I'll just put anti-spam B on. It's a freebie. Yeah. It's a nice, simple, like you basically install it and it works. Like you can yeah. go and tweak some settings, but it basically just works out of the box. It works decently. You know, it's not as robust as clean talk. And then yeah. um, I also will check their the settings, you know, like the settings about commenting and all that, and go check their form plugin to make sure there's like a honeypot and yeah. um, whatever. And then the last thing is uh, reCAPTCHA, if they don't have a Google reCAPTCHA. So that's sort of the like my little spam toolkit. I'd rather do all of those things before I put Clean Talk on. But, but then again, some people need it. Like some people really get pummeled. And, it, yeah. and it's good for that situation. Yep. Oh, milestones. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And Christian's also got the exact thing that I would really care about is check if a plugin is current. If it's two mm -hmm. years without updates, then, I mean, sometimes it doesn't matter if it's just a really simple plugin that doesn't really do a lot, but it just does one key little thing. It can be okay. But nine times out of 10, like part of what you're wanting to do is check, are you bringing a site across that has security issues? So one of them is, are the plugins that they're using not being maintained? Well, that's a security issue. 
Um, the other thing I would be checking is do the admins have two-factor authentication? Mm -hmm. I don't let a client site come over unless the administrators have two-factor authentication. So Steph's already said, if someone doesn't need to be admin, that's fine. The basic way I explain that to a client is I put everyone on an editor. If you need administrator access, that's fine, but you need to have two-factor authentication. So anybody that we can reduce from needing to have two-factor is going to be simpler for everybody. So let's just only have one person on admin if they really need it. But nine times out of 10, none of my clients need admin anyway. It's totally yeah. fine. Editor does exactly what they need. Yeah. My only struggle with that is um, like the the hit by a bus situation that I, you know, like with everything, I like my clients to have ownership. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, I have a lot of clients who I, I just know them well enough to know what, how far I can reach. And like tons of people that are like, can I just give you my email password and you log in and do all this? You know what I'm like? No, you can't. You know what I mean? Like they're just that trust. Like they just want us to handle stuff. But at the yep. same time, like I feel very strongly that everybody needs to own all of their crap. Like you gotta have, you have to be able to survive without me. Um, oh, that reminds me, speaking of that's, that circles me all the way back to the first dev. One of the initial questions that I like to check too is like do you have access to your domain registration yeah to your dns <laughs> to your hosting account like though that is a really important thing to get because if they don't have access to that and they don't have access to the person who does you're you i mean it could be done but it especially if they you know, they bought their domain through their hosting and then that got sold to someplace that got sold to someplace. And then you're bouncing through all these crazy. Yeah. Ugh, that's such a nightmare. And yeah. I guess in that process, you're checking, like sometimes someone's coming to you and they're really unhappy with their current dev and they want to get everything set up to move before they tell their dev. And so mm -hmm. in that situation, you are wanting to check every single box. Like you're wanting yeah. to make sure, okay, do we have the domain access? Do we have the access to the hosting? Great. Let's get this site moved and ready. And then let's, you know, you want to check off all your boxes before they send that email to the dev, because if that dev is going to be really unhappy and cause issues for them, well, you want to get ahead of that a little bit earlier and know that's the situation you're in compared to like someone, you know, maybe they're closing their business and it's really simple because then it's not a big deal. Like the dev wants to be as helpful as possible so that yeah. you can just and, quickly transition them. And if you're ever on the end of things where you're the person, the client is leaving, mm -hmm. make it super easy for them to yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> bend be over backwards. Oh, I, I mean, we'll tell it, we'll, you know, if it happens, Hey, we, we can talk to your, you know, the new person for you. Let's make sure they have access to everything. We want to make sure there's a backup because we did have one client after six months, they, they came back and they said, um, we made a mistake. We miss you. <laughs> can, we, can we come back? Sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. you know, and, uh, now, you know, you're, you're, previous rate is is no longer available but you're more than welcome to come back in on our on our current rates uh -huh. um and so just end well be don't be a jerk yeah, yeah. just end end well with people I once had a client who was leaving me which was totally fine I didn't have a problem with it and I had said to them the bits and pieces of information that they were going to need from me like I'd been totally fine and then I had some other person call me and be super aggressive be like 
I'm looking after this new client and you have not been giving us access. And I was like, why are you being so horrible to me? <laughs> I've given you everything you need. I have not stood in your way at all. I've just said I need this bit of information before I can hand you over this other bit of information. Oh, it was so full on. And then all of a sudden they changed so their tune on. once they actually talked to me because clearly the client had not communicated like what I had done. Yeah. It was one oh. of those fun little Brutal. moments. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Don't be like that person. No. Okay. So we've talked, like, what if we left out? I know there's something, I feel a little scattered. Like I keep pinballing so, back and forth. Okay, so, Go ahead. I was say, so one of the things, other things that I like to look into, I, I have the same list, the themes, the plugins, the users, but then I also want to go and look at, um, the the any of the custom code custom css have yeah, they added yeah. php like i want to go and look at all of that because mm -hmm, um, yeah. that could be a mess and if it's if there's something like woocommerce mm. how much uh um customization has been done and mm -hmm. with code and stuff to all the email templates and all of that yes. because that kind of stuff can be really complex and you may not know until you dig in that there's this massive level of customization and yep. and the 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 um php and all this stuff um and then if not you're going to take this project on and all of a sudden they're going to hey this email um can we change this and, and the email <laughs> we need to change the you know the the drop shipping address or something like that and you can take hours <laughs> trying to figure figure out how to change an address in an email yeah. i mean it's it can be a it's, nightmare oh it's so brutal oh, those kind of things yeah yeah checking how many products there are and how many variations of those products there are um all of that stuff is really helpful and checking what sort of payment gateway are they using because like if it's stripe and paypal no problems but if it's like one of those random like other ones well you probably want to know that before you commit to taking it on because as soon as someone with woocommerce has issues with payments like that's a big drama <laughs> and so you don't so want to get true Stop. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, the reason they're coming to you is a big part of how you evaluate all of this, right? Like if they're coming yeah. because they can't take payments on their site, that's a critical error on the site. If they're just coming because their previous guy shut yeah. down his shop, like that's a different whole entire different ball game. Well, they're coming to you because every time there's an update, there's a big drama and yeah. you think, okay, well, why okay. is there yeah, a big exactly. drama every oh, time boy. there's an update? <laughs> Let's have um, a look at that. <laughs> so here is an excellent question that was asked uh, by a seat. I don't know how to say that right. Sorry. Um, he asked this a while ago, but I've been saving it. What do you do if the site was not built on Divi? Yeah. So it depends, right? Like it depends what it is built on. If it's built on Elementor and they have all the valid licenses, I'm happy to work with that. No problem. What like if it's WP Bakery? Yeah, then I'm going to say no, but, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So pretty much if it's built with one, like a really custom theme or like something that's super old or like an Invato market, um, like theme Ugh. that they've purchased, it depends. And I'm going to mm -hmm. have an extra good look at it. So I have one client who uses like some sort of, I don't know, hairdressing theme off Invato it kind of functions okay and it's not really a problem. 
updating it is always a nightmare because you have to log into Envato and re-download the update. Mm -hmm. So you want to kind of take that into account and you want to know, okay, well, every time there's going to be an update, it's going to take me longer than a normal update. And I need to be kind of ready for that. I need to make it super clear to the client, look, you're using a theme and therefore when you ask for changes, I can do some of them and I can't do others. So you need to kind of like be really ahead of the game in saying that any changes to this template is going to require PHP and that's not in my bag. I don't do that. So maybe I'm not the best fit for you. Mm -hmm. Or we can rebuild your site in Divi. Like the amount of upsells I've had in terms of rebuilding a site in Divi because they moved to me has been great. So for example, the one I said earlier, they had all these, um, Elementor plugins and it was going, so we did the costing of saying, it's going to cost you like $500 every year for you to renew all of these plugins. If we rebuild it on Divi, it's going to cost you, I think it was like $1,500 for us to just rebuild it. It was a pretty simple site. Let's rebuild it on Divi. It costs you $1,500 and then that's it. You don't ever have to, you know, you don't need any premium plugins. Therefore, there's no additional ongoing every year cost. So then you're just on maintenance. Well, she chose. I'd prefer to pay the three years up front now, as in like the $1,500 to get it rebuilt on Divi. And then I know we're not in this same situation moving forward. Um, so there's that op opportunity for that change. I have rebuilt a couple of sites on Divi because they were super simple. They were like three page websites. They were on some random theme or they were fully custom coded into WordPress itself. Like an agency had them and had fully custom built that website. I've just rebuilt and not even told the client because if I can rebuild a site in less than five hours and it's going to save me tons and tons of time in the future in terms of like every time they want to make some change if it's custom built in php like it's going to save me hours and hours and hours every single time and it's going to make me look better if i just put it into divi so occasionally i will just do that on the sly i won't even tell the client i'll just do it but if it's some random other theme then i'm going to either say these are your options we should rebuild this it's going to cost you this much I'll say, you're using this custom theme. That's totally fine, but you're hey, going Sarah, to need to pay more. Hold on. I want to put this comment up. This is a follow-up from a, from a seat. Oh, I said Sarah, not Siri. My computer's talking to me. Uh, <laughs> a seat asks, or he says, I'm comfortable with Divi Builder. However, the new website is not built on Divi, and I don't want to learn a new builder. So, a yeah. seat, this is she's talking to you right now, pal. So, go ahead and... Um, Talk right to him and tell him what, what you would recommend. Yeah, okay. So if it's not built on Divi and it's not built on Elementor, like maybe you don't want to learn Elementor. However, I would recommend that you at least get comfortable enough because it's a good builder. And mm -hmm. so if someone's already on it, I'm not going to give up that website just because it's on Elementor. Like I know my way around enough that now if someone asks for changes it's not that big of a deal to make it in elementor so if it's not on divi and it's not on elementor i'll, I'll answer the question that way then i am going to have a look at it if it's on bakery builder or it's on there's a few other ones around i like oxygen and i don't know all sorts of other ones i'm going to question it and i'm probably going to say you know what this one isn't for me because I'm not as fast with that. And I think that either you should have it rebuilt in Divi or like if it's a new site, they're not going to want to have it rebuilt. Then you're going to recommend somebody else for to work on it unless 
you are going to make the time to learn it because you think it's going to be profitable enough that it is worth learning that new builder. But like you say, if you don't want to learn a new builder, I would just be really upfront. It is not worth taking on the headache for a site that is built in bakery builder. <laughs> you will hate your life and you will want to quit your job. Yeah, you will. So like just consider that and be realistic. Do I really need this work and therefore I have the time to figure out how to use this thing? Or do you guys not have the time? You are the boss. You're the boss. You You get to say, like, we only do Divi sites here. Sorry. We'll rebuild it in Divi for you for this much money or we'll pass you on. Or we will take it on, but you are going to be paying double our normal rate. Oh, I don't because do like, you know, put them on a ginormous maintenance plan. If, if you want to take them on, then take them on, but just understand the fact that it's going to take you. I almost feel like don't even update. say that to these folks, Sarah, because they'll be like, <laughs> they'll say like, oh, that's a good idea. But then they chicken out when the numbers come up and then they end up just stuck. And then they have the hate yeah. their life situation arising. Yeah, it honestly depends. Like, there are some okay Envato market themes. Like I don't love them. They drive me crazy. But when you have a look at them, they kept updated regularly. Like they're not using a child theme. Like they're just kind of, (laughs) they're Um, a potential future client that is not going to. So I don't think I'm going to like, I'm not going to fully rule them out until I've had a good look at what theme they're on. But for me, it's Divi and Elementor that's pretty much it unless I've had a really good look and I feel really confident or I can so, so want to change. This was literally a conversation we had today in our, uh, in a team meeting. Um, and, and I just asked, I brought up the question. I said, Hey, I, I just want to know, like, do we want to expand out what we're, you know, what we're working on? Um, yeah. and it was, no, no, we really don't. And I agree. I, I totally support the decision. We don't take a site on unless it's Divi or we can put it in Divi, period. Um, and not because we love Divi more than Elementor or anything else like that. It's just all of our that's, SOPs yeah, are your, built around it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's what we know. It makes doing things so fast. We've got Divi Cloud and it's just we can uh, and my profit margin is right. higher awesome. because yeah. You know they're not they're not spending as much time there are solutions to this like oh oh you know you they don't get any retainer time like we give an hour a month um for clients on 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 our maintenance retainer you don't you wouldn't have to do that you can say oh yeah we can put it on our care plan where we keep it updated and stuff like this and every single request is built that takes more time to track us but it's just not what we want to do and like somebody said I'm the, I own the business. I get to do whatever I want. Um, and when you've got enough work, that is a, like, that is something you can do. Once you get to the point, you have enough clients, you don't need more clients. It's nice to have more clients. Mm -hmm. Then you're in that position to be able to say, sorry, no. But I would rather, even then, if, if I was faced with, you know, I've got four hours I can spend bringing this person on for $69, $99 a month. Um, and I, it's not something I know and it's not, and I don't know. I'd rather take those four hours and go have an hour coffee meeting with four local business owners um, and invest the time there where I'm, I got a very good chance of getting a brand new website built out of it. Uh, so I just think for me, I, I don't even know if then if, if I would invest the, the time in it, unless you know you're going to have, 
you, again, you get to decide. It, well, and especially it, it's when, just when you're starting out too, I also think there is such a, like a hidden cost situation because like you talked about before, it's not just the theme. Like with Divi, it's like the lifetime deal and it's like a, it's like a no brainer, but the other ones aren't that way. You know, Elementor isn't that way anymore. And some of the other ones, plus then if you've already got your like Divi add-on tools that you use, like maybe you use something mm -hmm. like creative or you use ad, um oh shoot i'm now my mind's going blank on the ones, but anyway, like overlays you, bars yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oops, I forgot yeah if you do <laughs> any of that kind of stuff you've already paid for all that if you go yeah. and get a whole nother framework you've got to just get all of those add-ons and yeah. uh, black j here um which tell us who you are black j do we know you the problem with elementor isn't elementor it's the add-on plugins developers yeah. add to the site they're the problem Yes. And I mean, those are a problem, but I don't know if you like have been seeing what's going on. Like Elementor has had a rough few months here. Like we do a, um, in case anybody cares, actually, we do a weekly, it's called Watch Out Wednesday, where we send out an email that like consolidates or co what's the word? Uh, curates all curates, of the yeah. things from all of the different, uh, like from iThemes and from a bunch of other different sources, like all of the things that are on alert that you need to be alert for like vulnerabilities and stuff like that in WordPress. And we send that out every Wednesday. So if anybody wants that, that's on, um, on our site, on the focus WP site, but, uh, but yeah, so Elementor does have some issues, but again, they all do. And they all sort of like yeah, go through so their Divi, peaks right? and valleys. I yeah. know like they all have their so peaks and valleys, but yeah. So yeah. The, someone might come to you and they have Divi, but they have a whole bunch of extra plugins right and mm -hmm. they're not just the big guys they're not the divi life they're like random little plugins that do all sorts mm -hmm. of little things pop-up builder this random weird pop-up builder shows up all over the place and i'm just and like the issue is if they're not a big guy it, and they just decided to make a plugin are they any good at what they do? Like from a security perspective, you don't want a plugin that is going to be a security risk for you. And so if they're not one of the big guys, you need to just kind of, it's like when we're saying, what plugins are you going to put on your website? If you're inheriting a site, what plugins do they have? You need to make sure they're going through that same filter of, are they going to still be around in a year? But then also asking the question, is this an, an every year price that I need to pay. Right. So one thing, this is like a completely side hot tip that I use in terms of Divi plugins is if there is a plugin that you end up getting from, I, I don't know, Elegant Themes won't like this, but anyway, if you get it from Elegant Themes and like you just start using it, cause it's a good place to like look for plugins that you want to use. Um, and you come up to the one year mark, or even when you're going to go purchase, just go and check their actual website. Cause a lot of those guys have lifetime deals. And so mm -hmm. sometimes you're better off just going and buying the lifetime rather than keeping on paying every year. Interesting. So, yeah. so the other, the other thing I would throw out, um, that I've done, uh, probably three or four times. Um, if it's a site that we're, that we're going to take on and it's a very simple site, three to five page, the design is solid. The content is good. Mm -hmm. We just are going to transfer it to it. Yeah. Like we'll explain that we'll charge a small setup fee, but to, to find the setup fee, I'll go to normally inside Josh Hall's, um, pro group. And I'll post in there an opportunity and say, hey, I need somebody that wants some experience rebuilding a site in Divi. I need it to look exactly like this. 
copy and paste all the content. We're using all the same image. I just need you to, how much would you charge? And you know, and a lot of times I'll get, I'll, I'll do it for $300. I'll do it for $500. Nice. Great. I just turn around and charge that as the setup fee. And yeah. that person's getting experience. I'm not having to take up this, you know, random space in our production calendar while mm -hmm. we're working on full, you know, rebuilds and, and sites, you know, redesigns and stuff like that. So this is also a great way to give back to the community a little bit, find somebody because, you know, mm -hmm. if, you, if somebody says, Hey, I'll do that for 250 bucks, charge, charge, say, tell the client, Hey, it's a one-time setup fee. Just say we, I'm, I charge a one-time setup fee of $300 and then it's, you know, 59, 69, 99, whatever you charge a month, a month after that. And what you're going to get is this we're going to rebuild your site and divvy this is why explain it like that you're not going to you're going to help somebody out you're not going to spend time doing it and to me that's that's a, a great way to go so guys we are at uh we have eight minutes left to the top of the hour and uh i have i have one other thing that i want to talk about and that is the money because that's what everybody wants to know about all this stuff right and but before that, if you want to hear the answer to like how much you should charge for all this stuff, go hit the like <laughs> button right now. I'll wait. Otherwise, we're do not it. doing it. No, Otherwise, we're not telling. If we you. don't see it, then it's not happening. Yeah. So go ahead. We'll wait. If you if you want to go ahead and leave a review while we're telling it, then then um, I'll recommend more money for you. It'll be our little secret. Uh, so the thing that I two things. One is if you as a small dollar amount thing is if you are going to do referrals uh you can do it the way eric said of course that's an awesome option there is another option where you could have a referral partnership where if you if it's maybe not so much for just cranking out a divi site but more so if you isn't if it isn't a client that you think is the right fit for you if you have a yep. referral partnership that either gives you a financial kickback or will give you work like if they just they do elementary and they hate divi then like yeah. you then you guys just trade and that could be a good beneficial eric what are you laughing at yeah. <laughs> i'm just thinking if i if you have if anybody ever emails you and says hey um i was referred to you by eric at in transit studios it's probably a pretty good sign it's a pain in the butt client and we don't like you so <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's really there's mean. a top <laughs> tip for everybody right now okay so the other thing i want to talk about though so that's one way to maybe get a little a little something little something something if you if it isn't a client that you're going to do the work for but what if yeah. you are going to do it how do you make sure that you are compensated and really that's kind of what all of this is about right is getting the sense of what's under the hood what how much iceberg is underneath the surface and how dangerous is it so that you can understand what you should be charging so even if it's just maintenance if they've got like all of that complicated um, e-commerce stuff, like a million WooCommerce plugins that could conflict and break and all that, that needs to be a high ticket maintenance plan. If they've got other kind yeah. of stuff, like if they have a million different Elementor plugins or, or if you go and look at the site and it's one of those sites where they have like tons of duplicate plugins, they're only, maybe only one or two is active, but they've got all these other ones. That means they've been experimenting they yeah. aren't working with tools that they know in and out they're experimenting and do all those things really work together? so there's a lot of things like that that you want to make sure that you're charging accordingly 
The other thing that is great to do is to include a disclaimer. Like if you, if you don't have the time or if you can't get access to the site for whatever reason, you know, whatever it is, um, then I would definitely include a bit of a disclaimer that says, this is, you know, what I think this, the value is for this. That being said, if we dig in and we find, you know, skeletons in the closet someplace, we're going to have to come back and reevaluate this. That's, I mean, do you guys do that? Do you have a little disclaimer thing? Um, just verbally, like, I don't actually, I'll generally Eric just muted. say things, but I think we would nine times out of 10, I would have been able to look in the website. I do have for a bit sure. of a disclaimer around the moving process. So generally I'll move a client for free. Um, depending obviously if there's really obvious things that need rebuilding or whatever, but as a part of our care plan, we offer two hours of technical support per year um to our clients and so they don't get a monthly thing but they get two hours for the whole year and so often what i'll say to clients is like we'll move you for free because my host actually moves them for free so i don't even have to do that my host will just move That's them great. completely which is great um but if then i have to do stuff then i will say to them look i think it's going to take us around about two hours or three hours or four hours or whatever i say like i think it's going to take this long you get two hours included we're going to start by using that up and so then it just means you won't have any available time for the rest of the year, but that's, you know, or you can choose to pay the two hours and have your two hours kind of ready up your sleeve. I like that. Whatever. That's nice. That's yeah. a nice little. And so then most of the time they don't pay anything to move it to us because we can use up that two hours. And that's usually plenty to kind of, you know, just fix those little bits and pieces that we've talked about. So here's another thing I, I've, I don't do this currently, but after listening to all of us talk about this, I think I might start. And that is, uh, when I start a brand new project, I have been really trying my hardest where where it's appropriate to charge for discovery. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't ever call it discovery to the client. Of course, we have strategy sessions and all kind of other different things, road mapping and stuff like that. But um, but to get paid to do the investigative yeah. work is, I mean, you deserve it, you guys. Like that's like think about all the stuff. It just took us an hour just to explain all of the things that we should be looking into and checking out and like confirming and configure. I mean, that there's a lot that can go into all this. Like even when I'm hearing Sarah, when you say like, well, I'm not gonna trust another theme until I've really had a chance to investigate it and like to dig yeah. into the theme files and see if there's a child and see when it's up to like that is your time, you guys. So if yeah. you are gonna if somebody, especially if it's a referral and they come to you, I think it's absolutely appropriate to say, sure, we do have, and you can call it an onboarding fee. You can call it whatever you want. Um, yeah. And that, you know, where you'll say like, I'm just going to figure out where we're at because we need to understand. Um, yeah. You know, one of the things I think about is like, even if you were taking on a site that you built a few years ago, <laughs> like <laughs> think about that. Like, would you even trust your own dev from the like past you development right like you'd still want to go in and like dig in a little bit so obviously if it's something you don't even know so yeah i mean all of that stuff takes time eric that seems like that will be right up your alley yeah i so in the past what we've done with uh people is especially you know i'll, I'll do a 20 minute initial discussion with someone to get a sense of their bit their their business plan you know if this is somebody that i have a really a good feeling like and we're going to get into some digital marketing services and stuff down the road. Now nah, I'm going to get them onboarded yeah. pretty quick. 
But if it's somebody that it's just, they're not going to use any of our other services and I just don't get the greatest, then I tell them at the end of that initial, you know, 15, 20 minute. So here's what we can do. We're going to need to spend about an hour really investigating your site, looking mm -hmm. at the code, make sure there's no malware, security issues, um, and, and all this stuff. It takes about an hour. Um, once I get back to you, I'll let you know. Um, and if you sign up, it's, you know, it's you know, $500 setup fee, uh, $200 setup fee, you know, uh, whatever. And then this much a month. If you sign up with us, the, that hour um, is uh, included with that. Yeah. If not, at the end, there'll be a $99 charge um, for that for that hour. Yeah, nice. And you're finding I three, think that's the years to keep. Also, hold on one yeah. second, Sarah. I just want to tell you guys, if you're listening to this, go look at the timestamp, jump back about 30 seconds and share, hit the share button to share at that point and save that because that was your script. So if you're going to go and do this, if you're going to evaluate a site, Eric just gave you a script that you can listen to again and again and memorize it and repeat that and charge $500 for an hour or $200 for an hour or whatever, whatever you decide to do, but go like save that little snippet. Cause that was, that was gold right there. My friends. I was just going to say, if you don't feel confident actually charging for that time, because I know, you know, we're not all as confident as Eric, um, then mm -hmm. what you can do is I think including it can be a good way to move forward. So being able to say um, it is going to take us two hours worth of time to move your website over um, and investigate it, we can have a look at it and that will come out of that time in the future. So I think... I think making sure that you get covered for your time, but also understanding that sometimes things are just a sales process and you discover, mm -hmm. I don't want this site. Well, if you don't feel confident and you're okay with that, just being part of your marketing time, well, you know, you can also do that as well until you feel more for confident sure. to be able to actually charge no matter whether they come to you or not. And the Love other it. thing you want to make sure that the site is set up with when you're done is all the proper analytics tracking so that way mm -hmm. six months down the road you can go back and say hey here's where you're at here's how, some improvements i think we can make to improve your search results yeah. to improve your conversions and another thing you could do at this time is when you're onboarding somebody you know and you're doing on zoom say hey listen we'd like to the first three months you're on uh, we have a, a new website on we'd like to add what's called a heat map Go back a couple episodes. We talk about that. You know, that's just all. There's all kinds ago, of things yeah. you can do in this process that makes you just look like gold. That then gives you the opportunity because most, I think, one of the places most web designers miss out on when it comes to to lead gen or, or sales opportunity is is increasing the wallet share that they're getting from all of their current clients. We think we get into this trap of i need new leads new business new leads new business and there is gold sitting in your backyard um mm -hmm. and so if you have that data data speaks to business owners like they love mm -hmm. that you can go back and say this is the actual it's not a feel it's not that i think we can i feel like we could do better but when you can show them numbers of uh, business owners they'll they'll invest money behind that um so just we got to get eric mind. on a topic of this we got to do an episode on on one of those things about how you show yeah. the data we did touch on that a bit in the uh the heat map episode though definitely go check that out if you missed it it's i think two two episodes before this one 
guys, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks so much. I hope that you found this useful. I hope that it uh, maybe enlightened you to something that perhaps you hadn't thought of before, or maybe you're sitting there going, why didn't you mention this thing that I always do? And if so, let us know. We'd love to hear it. Leave us, leave it in a comment, uh, either on our website, divi.chat or on the Facebook page or Twitter, anywhere. We're all around. Uh, and, and let us know, even if you're not mad about it, like we'd love to know what your favorite or top tip is. And I want to know if you're charging for this stuff, because I think you should be. Anyway, thanks, you guys. You're the best. We will see y'all next week. Bye.